You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? It's time for episode two of the Weekly Dose of Joel podcast. I am your host, Joel Crump, and this week we have some exciting Broadway news, Broadway history, my review of Jaja's African hair braiding on Broadway, and interviews from Broadway's best, Jeremy Jordan, Graziella Daniela, Nick Walker, and Leslie Kritzer. I'm so stoked for you to hear what's been going on in the industry, and you're going to hear from my favorite actors. They are some of the best. So let's get on to this week's episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel. Broadway buzz! This week on Broadway, there's been a lot of news. There's been some very exciting and happy news and some sad news as well. But I want to start off on a positive note. Jordan Fisher, Broadway, television, and film actor Jordan Fisher will be stepping into the role of Orpheus in Town starting November 20th. So he will be succeeding the role from Reef Carney, who is the last original Broadway cast member who we talked about last week, and who will be stepping into this iconic role. I'm very, very, very excited to see him in Town. We've seen Jordan Fisher in a lot of Broadway shows, most recently playing Anthony and Sweeney Todd, and he was also Evan Hansen and Durbin Hansen, and he was in Hamilton, and he gave this awesome quote, which I want to read to you guys right now, because, I mean, I think it's just really building the excitement for him to be in Town. So Jordan said, first, I must thank Ree for the magic he made in Orpheus. And then he said, an absolutely historic run and performance. His unrelenting heart and soul is deeply embedded in this role and in this story. I'm beyond honored and grateful for the opportunity to step in and steward such a beautifully crafted character. My wife's son and I have been jamming to the cast album for a long time. It's been a dream to be able to join the party, specifically in this role. This tale is one that truly must be told again and again, and I'm so excited for Jordan to be the one to tell it again and again. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but you need to get your tickets to Town on Broadway to see Jordan Fisher as Orpheus. In other casting news, it was announced that the Queens of Six will be departing the Broadway show on December 3rd. So what's really interesting about Six on Broadway is that they kind of bring in new queens for about a year and then bring in another set of queens. And I guess this is going to be like a cycle that we see for Six on Broadway, but the current Queens of Six are Zoe Jensen, Leandra Ellis Gaston, Bella Coppola, Neja Thomas, Haley Kaleem Wright, Taylor Iman Jones, and Holly Conway. And I don't know if you're on theater TikTok or theater Instagram or what you're on, but if you are, you will have seen some epic clips and each and every one of them are so incredible and I can't wait to see what they do next on Broadway but I also can't wait to see who's going to be in six on Broadway next I feel it could be so cool if they stunt casted this show and there's so many pop singers who you could bring in for six so I can't wait to see what's next 
But I also hope that the current cast of Six enjoys the rest of their run. It's such a fun show, and I cannot wait to see what they do next on Broadway. The original Broadway cast of Six had some mega stars in it, and they've already gone on to do some incredible things. So I know this cast of Six will go on to do incredible things on Broadway. Now it's time for some news that I'm not shucking exciting for. Shucked on Broadway will be closing on January 14th at the Nederlander Theater, but will be launching a national tour and will tour 30 cities in the first year. So this statement was very loaded. I know you're sad. I'm sad. I saw Shucked on Broadway two times so far, and I hope I can revisit Cobb County as many times as I can before it closes. Shucked is so funny. The cast is incredible. The book by Robert Horn is so funny. The music by Shane McAnally and Brandy Clark, who I had the honor of interviewing, is brilliant. And, you know, sometimes when people come on to Broadway to write music for Broadway, you're like, oh, what is this going to be? And these two did the thing, and they did it ride. Shucked is the perfect show in my opinion. Alex Newell is so good in this show. If this is a show you want to see Alex in, this is the show. It makes sense why they won their Tony Award. And I mean, it just tears my heart to pieces that we get such good material on Broadway and we see it go so soon. So, and I, I truly mean this. If you get a chance to be in New York, you have to see Shucked on Broadway before it closes on January 14th. It is some of Broadway's best work. It has some of Broadway's best actors. It is using some of Broadway's best creatives. The social media for Shucked on Broadway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is thebomb.com and I gave my review for Shucked a long time ago on Broadway Time, my Broadway media business. And you should go watch that too. I'm wearing my corn hat. Actually, on the opening night of Shucked on Broadway, I wore a corn hat. I mean, this show means so much to me. It is so funny. I, I want to take everybody to go see this. I would take everybody to go see this if I could. So it's time for you to go see Shucked. I don't know what you're waiting for. Clearly, you need to go get your tickets to a lot of things. But truly, go get your tickets to Shucked on Broadway. Another opening, another show. This week on Broadway, we've had two opening nights of two very exhilarating shows. On Tuesday, Merrily We Roll Along, the revival of Merrily We Roll Along, opened on Broadway starring Daniel Radcliffe, Jonathan Groff, and Lindsay Mendez. This show was written by Stephen Sondheim, and the first time it premiered on Broadway, it was a huge flop, and now it's back on Broadway, and it's selling out every single night. People are, you know, going crazy to go see this show, and it makes sense why, because it's some of Sondheim's best material, and it has an all-star cast, and it's opening on Broadway, and it's a limited run, so it's your time to go see Merrily We Roll on Broadway, and Gutenberg the musical opened on Thursday at the James Earl Jones Theater, and this show is starring Andrew Rannells and Josh Gad. This comedy duo who we originally saw in the Book of Mormon on Broadway is back on Broadway together, 
and I actually interviewed them, and it might be one of my funniest interviews ever. I'm not lying. I'm not joking. It was so funny, and it also gave me one of my most prized possessions in the world. They signed my OBC Book of Mormon playbill, and it's sitting in my room on my desk, and I come in after school, and I look at it, and I go, I'm living the life. You guys have to go see Merrily Roll Along and Gutenberg the Musical. Maybe you guys could do a two-show day seeing some of Broadway's best stars and some of Broadway's best work. But that's what's open on Broadway this week. Broadway History. This week's Broadway history is bringing you back to 1984 when Ma Rainey's Black Bottom by August Wilson opened on Broadway. The original production starred Charles Dutton and Teresa Merritt, and this was August Wilson's first big Broadway success. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom opened at the Court Theater, which is now called the James Earl Jones Theater. The play takes place at Ma Rainey's recording sessions while having trouble with one of her musicians. The play talks about what white racism does to its victims. The production ran for 275 performances, and Wilson went on to write so many plays, he became a Pulitzer Prize winner, and you probably know him from The Fences or The Piano Lesson. Some Broadway birthdays this week include Tony Award winner Victoria Clark, who's currently starring in Kimberly Akimbo as Kimberly Lavaco. When I saw Kimberly Akimbo on Broadway over the summer, she took me backstage, and it's a memory I will never forget. And this year at the Broadway flea market, I actually got a set piece that's used on stage, a chair that's used on stage, signed by the entire Broadway cast, and it's actually what I record my podcast in. So I'm sitting in that chair right now. Another birthday this week is Jane Krakowski, who I actually interviewed on the red carpet for Shucked on Broadway. And one more Broadway birthday this week is Hugh Jackman, who I met at the 2022 Tony Awards. I didn't interview him, but I met him. It was very exciting, and I don't know why I have a British accent, but those are this week's Broadway birthdays. This week's Broadway Review. This week, I am talking about Jaja's African hair braiding on Broadway, which is playing at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. It's now in performances, and it announced today that it's extending to November 19th, which, I mean, I'm thrilled about because I think everybody should go see this show on Broadway. But Jaja's African hair braiding is one of the most robust shows I've seen on Broadway in a while. It's so funny and it truly takes you right into the middle of an African hair-braiding shop. So let me talk about some standouts in the show. Some standouts for me were Brittany Adubramola, who played Miriam, Meichi Arawanwa, who plays Ndidi, Somi Kakoma, who plays Jaja, Michael Aloyade, who plays various characters, Nana Mensa, who plays Amanada, Dominique Thorne, who plays Marie, and Zenzi Williams, who plays B. Every single person in this cast of 10 shines. Jaja's gives you a glimpse of the unforgettable experience of an African hair braiding shop, which I have personally experienced for hours and hours. If you know, you know. It also shows you the highs and lows of the African immigrant experience. Jocelyn Bio and Whitney Wright really killed this show. So you need to get your tickets to Jaja's African hair braiding at www.manhattantheaterclub.com. You won't want to miss this show. It's time for some interviews. 
Now, I told y'all at the beginning of this episode that this week's interviews are going to be some of Broadway's best, and I truly mean it. And I'm starting off with someone that I know you love, that I know you've heard sing Santa Fe billions of times. You know who it is. It's Jeremy Jordan, and he's playing Jay Gatsby in The Great Gatsby at the Paper Mill Playhouse. So here's my interview with Jeremy Jordan. Hey, you guys, I'm here with Jeremy Jordan, and you are playing Jay Gatsby in The Great Gatsby at Paper Mill Playhouse. I mean, to be taking this role from, you know, it's a film and a novel, and I bring it onto stage, what has that been like for you? It's been a joy. I mean, it's it's been challenging in its own ways, but uh, it's been a we've it's been a really collaborative effort between the creatives and the cast and, and everybody. And so I, I feel like I I own have ownership of of this adaptation of, of this character, which is which is I, I think really sort of quintessential to to, to making a good production is, is to feel that you know I I have the power over his creation, you know, and and Jay is a is is a guy who essentially has recreated himself yeah. um, in this other image of someone that he definitely is not or was not, and um, and his utter sort of conviction in wanting this woman and doing anything that he will uh, anything in the world to to get her is is inspiring, but also like <laughs> it's a, it's a little little cuckoo. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, what can fans of the film and the novel come and see in the stage production that's new and different that they haven't seen before? Well, I don't know the film uh, specifically. I mean, I've seen clips of it, but um, I think what we've we've tried to do in this version is to sort of marry the time periods, right? Okay. Now, it's taking place in the 20s, but a lot of the, the music and the dance elements specifically uh, really help to modernize the show because it, there are a lot of elements of this story that are still very relevant today, and uh, and the and the other thing that I think that that's been really exciting is that they've taken the perspective of the narrator away from from the show, and so not everything is told through Nick's eyes. We get to glimpse into the personal lives of all of these characters when he's not around, and so we get to see new sides of them, and we've got to sort of create and imagine what what those scenes would have been. Last thing I want to know is what would you do with all of Jay Gatsby's fortune and money? <laughs> what would I do with his fortune and money? Yes. Oh yeah, somebody had to do something with it. Um, he, you know, I would have, I would of course, you know, try to be as charitable as I could, and so yeah. I would probably set up a few funds or foundations, um, uh, probably for kids. I have a soft spot for kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, I don't really, I don't, I like to try to live. In a, in a normal, modest means as much as I as much as I can, mm -hmm. and so uh, you know, I, I'd save it for future generations, for my kid, and for their kids, and uh, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know what I would do with it. Yeah, totally. I don't want totally. that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I, I don't mind having like a good amount of money, but that kind of money is a little scary. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's totally. coming for you. I get it. I get it. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like. You're good. Yeah, all right. Yes. I, I think I'm good for now. Yes. Thank you so much, Jeremy. <laughs> 
Jeremy Jordan is just so incredible in everything that he does. And I'm not sure if you've been able to see the previews for The Great Gatsby yet. That's going to be at the Paperboat Playhouse. But if you haven't, go on YouTube. Go look it up. It's going to blow your mind. The song, Roaring On, has been stuck in my head for the past month now. Where's the party? And can you take me there? And when the party's over... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you. It's stuck in my head. But my next guess are Nick Walker and Leslie Kritzer, who are both about to be in Spamala on Broadway at the St. James Theater. I just talked to them on Tuesday. It is one of the funniest conversations I've ever had. So here is Nick Walker and Leslie Kritzer. Hey, you guys, I'm here with Leslie Rodriguez Kritzer and Nick Walker, and you both are in Spamala on Broadway. It's coming back from the Kennedy Center, which you both are in. Tell me, how excited are you both to be back in Spamala on Broadway? We are thrilled. We're so excited. I, I, I never, I didn't think when, when I did the Kennedy Center that, you know, we would go to Broadway. We were just doing it for two weeks or whatever, and here we are, and we're so excited to bring it to New York. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I just, uh, I showed up. And they were like, oh, we're going to Broadway. And I was like, oh, man, what's that? And then I got really excited. No, no, I'm, I'm very excited. It's, 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 um, it's just kind of surreal. Like, it yeah. just feels very like, okay, yeah. let's do this, man. Yes. I'm very excited. Oh, this is such a goofy show. You guys are having so much fun in it. I don't know. What is your favorite part about, you know, being silly and being able to pull in all of your silliness for the show? It's so great to, to be in a show, at least uh, for me, where I, I, I kind of can't believe I'm the only female principal, which yeah. is wild. I'm usually used to coming coming on, being funny, and leaving, um, which I get to do in this show, but I really think, for me, I get to show with this amazing group of guys, all my kind of zany, and the best part about being with them is that they give me the floor, I give them the floor, and we're kind of like a merry troop of comedians, which yeah. is so refreshing and fun, and, and, we, and we sing our face off together and separately. Yeah. I will say, it feels... And my I, my friends, it feels like the first time that I can just be myself on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because so often you have to you're, you're fitting into these things and you're trying to do what the show. But this show kind of demands that you bring your most childlike, goofy self. So that's what we got. I mean, it really is just like a, a sandbox for just like just be authentic. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So this next thing is called questions in character. So I want you guys to go into character right now, and I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. I want you to answer as characters, okay? So if for one day only in the land of Spam if you got any superpower, what superpower would it be? What would you do with that superpower? Young man, I would take the power of flight. It's levitation. Yeah. And I would fly over Camelot with a big banner that says, I'm the sexy one. And everyone would see it and they would just accept me as the sexy one. Because in every band, there's, there's, there's the smart one, there's the muscular one. I'm, I'm, I'm just the sexy one. And so I would use my power of flight to, uh, to put that out into the world and never take it back. Personally, I see it. Thank okay, you. I, see I see it. that. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Um, for me, I think that I would want the power to uh, 
um, create a dance party rave at any moment. Mm. Lights, um, everyone dancing, everyone having fabulous outfits, almost like the Barbie movie. Yeah. You know, and anytime, anywhere, there's always a party and always whenever I feel like it. All right. And the other thing I want to know. With fire. With fire. With fire. With pyro, as we like to okay, call it. So a, a, a lot of pyro? Because I can, I can produce water and I'd like to produce fire. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing I want to know is if you guys could step into any other Broadway show as your character, what show would it be? Funny Girl. If it was still open. As? Myself. Okay, yes. I, I think I just want to wander onto the stage of Grey House. I, th I just think that would that would be good. That would be good fun. We both chose shows that are closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows that are, shows that are closed. But I think that if, that's right. You know, it would just be a fun time to go back would in time and, and step on the stage of, of Grey House. Yeah. yeah. A musical. A musical, of course. Grey, Grey House. It's coming. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Thank you both so so much. It's a pleasure Adam to meet Campbell. you. Greyhouse the musical coming 2025. I mean, this cast is so ridiculous. They're so funny. And I cannot wait for you to hear more questions and characters with the cast as family. It just gets wilder and crazier and crazier and crazier. But now I'm talking to Tony Award winner Graziella Daniela, who is the director and choreographer of the Gardens of Anuncia at the Lincoln Center Theater. This is her last show before retirement. And this show is actually about her. And we got a special preview of this show. And we got to speak with the cast and Graziella herself. So here is my interview with Graziella Daniela. Hey, you guys. I'm here with Graziella Daniela. And you are the director and choreographer of the Gardens of Anuncia. This show is about your life. It's your last show at the Lincoln Center Theater. Tell me, what has it been like bringing this show here to New York City? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. This is not only my last show in Lincoln Center. It's my last show in my life. Mm. I'm 83 years old, and it's time to retire. Yes. I've been in the theater since I was seven years old. Wow. Yes. So it has been a long long, long career. This show is, um, coming back to Lincoln Center is, is wonderful because I, you know, I, I, I did so many shows here and always beautiful. Yeah. And, and the shows that I wanted to do, not, not commercial shows, yeah, but yeah, yeah. something with, you know, a weight inside. Uh, it's extremely emotional to go back now uh, at the memories that I have. But when you get older sometimes, I don't know why, but when you get older, it's hard for me to remember what happened yesterday. Yeah. But the, the past stories are so incredibly yeah. vivid. Yes. And the feelings become so real. So having the opportunity of doing this, it's not about my life, it's about the, life, the women who yes. created me. Yes, and I want to know, what advice have you given the women who are playing the woman who created you and brought you up? What advice have you given to these actors who are celebrating your mommy and your tia and your grandma? Look into your life. Who was that person who have, have helped you become who you are? Yes. And it doesn't have to be family. Sometimes it's a teacher mm -hmm. or a friend. 
uh, it doesn't matter. There's always somebody, hopefully, I hope so, that there's always somebody who gets into your life and teaches you how to become yourself. Yes. The last thing I want to know is tell me about your garden. Describe your garden to me. What are you planting right now in your garden? Well, nothing because my garden is in New Jersey. Oh, and I'm okay. leaving with my husband. We have a brownstone here. Okay. So I'm too tired at night to go over there and then come back in yeah, the morning. Yeah, come back. So right now, the, the, probably my gardens are being devoured by my beloved deer. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I have to take care of that whenever it is that I can get back there when we open. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm, I'm praying that uh, my, I have good neighbors. So I'm praying. My neighbor, I said, if you take care of my neighbor, my plants, you can eat all of the tomatoes. Hey, good deal. Good deal. <laughs> Thank you so much, Graciela. Thank Graziella. you. So nice to meet you. Oh. <laughs> and then do we want to get... Can we do a video of you saying, hi, my name is Graciela Daniela, and this is Barbara of Time, course. but in Spanish. Oh, in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. See, si, yeah? Yeah? My name is... In Spanish. <laughs> Mi nombre es Graciela Daniela, y soy la directora co-coreógrafa de los Jardines de Anuncia, un musical en Lincoln Center que está basado en las tres mujeres, mamá, mi, mi abuela y mi tía, esas tres mujeres que me crearon. That is it for episode two of the Weekly Dose of Joel. I know you guys loved those interviews. I loved re-listening and reliving those interviews. And every single one of those actors are absolutely brilliant. But next week, we're going to have some more exciting content for you guys. I know there's going to be some more exciting Broadway news, some more Broadway history, and interviews with your favorite actors. But before we go, I have to announce the winner of the Pearly Victorious tickets and our next giveaway. So the winner of the Pearly Victorious tickets is... Kai Yaffa Yaffa on Instagram. So Kari, be sure to message me at the Weekly Dose of Joel Instagram to claim your tickets. And this week's giveaway, I'm so excited, you guys. This week's giveaway is two tickets to Sweeney Todd on Broadway, the hottest production of Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Rules will be posted at bwaytime.com. But tune in next week to hear who the winner is and tune in next week for more Broadway fun. This has been your episode of the Weekly Dose of Joel. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.